0: Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: Welcome to the Locked On Titans Podcast. I am your host, Tyler Rowland. Titans fans, this game preview edition of the Locked On Titans Podcast is presented by Pepsi. This football season will be different and Pepsi is here to get you ready for game day no matter how you watch this season. Pepsi is the refreshment you need to power through game day and become a member of the League of Football Watchers because Pepsi isn't made for those who play the game. It's made for those who watch it. Pepsi, made for football watching. Go to madeforfootballwatching.com to check out the latest football watching content from Pepsi. And we have quite the game to watch tonight, Titans fans, as our Tennessee Titans take on the division rival Indianapolis Colts in a game for AFC South Supremacy. This could be a major victory for the Titans In their march to having a home playoff game this winter. So a monster matchup taking place tonight and I'm breaking it all down from every angle on today's Locked On Titans podcast. First, we are going to go over my keys to victory for the Titans. One on offense, one on defense, and then one very, very important special teams key to victory for the Titans. And then we will look at things From a more microscopic view, look at some individual players that have to step up in this game for the Tennessee Titans to come out victorious. And then, in our final segment, we will cover this game from every other possible angle. You want fantasy? We have my beautiful, dark, twisted fantasy preview. You want gambling? We have keeping it plus 100. You want the latest injury update? I have the most recent injury report from both teams going into this matchup, and then I will cap off the show with my score and game prediction. So every possible Piece of information you could need to get you ready for this game between the Titans and the Indianapolis Colts I have for you today on this game preview edition of the Locked On Titans podcast. Remember, tomorrow I will be back with my game recap, taking a look at how the game was won, taking a look at some individual performances in everyone's favorite segment, Tighten Up, Tighten Down, and And we will take a look at some of the schematic reasons the Titans either lost or won this game. So we'll break everything down as close as possible in tomorrow's show. Next week, we have our Tic Tac 4-pack rewatch Wednesday and another crossover conversation to get you ready for the Titans game against the Ravens. So make sure that you subscribe to the Locked on Titans podcast on whatever platform you do stream so you do not miss any of the Monday through Friday content I will be putting out and follow me on Twitter at tic-tac titans for my in-game analysis and the film breakdowns that I put up consistently throughout the week but we have a major game against the Colts to break down on today's show we have keys to victory we have players to watch fantasy gambling injuries and my game prediction let's get it The 6-2 Tennessee Titans take on their division rival Indianapolis Colts who sit at 5-3 on the year, and if they hope to come out victorious and move to 7-2 on the season, they will need to follow these three keys to victory, and the first comes on the offensive side of the ball for the Titans, and the Titans will have to find a way to gain consistency on the ground that they haven't had in two out of the last three weeks. Against the Steelers, the Titans only rushed for 82 yards in that game. Against the Bears, the Titans only rushed for 92 yards in that game. Now, sandwiched in between against the Cincinnati Bengals, the Titans did have a great day on the ground, rushing for 218 yards, but that was in a loss. So, the reality of the situation is against two defenses that are just as good as the Indianapolis Colts defense, the Titans weren't able to rush for over 100 yards, and those are the only two games of the season. So, the Titans will have to find a way to get back into a rhythm with their rushing attack and with Derrick Henry. I also expect to see a lot of Deontay Foreman in this game as well, and here's the reason why. The Colts are the third best rushing defense in the NFL right now, only allowing 83 yards per game. But when you take a look at their three losses on the season, in those games, they've allowed 91 yards, 124 yards, and 110 yards on the ground. That's an average of 108 yards per game on the ground for their opponents in their three losses. That's 25 yards more than what their regular season average is. So if the Titans can find a way to break that 100-yard barrier again against this Colts defense, it should. Good spell, good things for what they're able to do with play action and in the passing game. On the defensive side of the ball for the Titans, while I do expect them to mix coverage as they do every week, they'll play some man, they'll play some zone, cover three, cover two, I do think that the Titans need to lean towards zone coverage. Phillip Rivers does not have a strong arm and because of that, he needs to get the ball out very quickly and underneath to his playmakers, often on drag routes or to his running back out of the backfield to his tight end short over the middle. As a matter of fact, Phillip Rivers has has the third quickest time to throw of any starting quarterback in the NFL at 2.5 seconds, so he gets the ball out quick. The Colts do not give up a lot of sacks. They've only given up eight sacks on the year. That's the lowest of any team in the NFL, so simply you can try to blitz, you can try to do different things, but you're not going to get to Phillip Rivers, which means he's going to get the ball out of his hands quickly, and the Titans defenders need to be waiting on those drag routes, those short drag routes, those underneath short crossers, those dump-offs to the running back into the flat, out of the backfield, the Titans would be wise to play zone coverage and allow their defenders to play downhill very aggressively on those short throws by the Indianapolis Colts and by Phillip Rivers. When they do that, they might be able to get some pass breakups, knock the ball up in the air, possibly get some turnovers as the Colts and Rivers are prone to do. Another thing to take into account, because the Titans probably won't be able to get home with the blitz and because Phillip Rivers gets rid of the ball so quickly, the Titans' defensive line... Needs to focus on batting the ball down and trying to get tipped passes at the line of scrimmage. It's something the Titans do very well on defense. They're a top three team in the NFL with eight tipped passes by the defensive line so that's something they'll have to focus on with the limited amount of time they'll have to disrupt Phillip Rivers and his throws. The final key to victory for the Tennessee Titans will be in the field position battle. One, the Titans will need to force probably a turnover or two in this game in the Colts' three losses. They are losing the turnover margin 5-2 to mostly through interceptions by Phillip Rivers but the other aspect of field position is the kicking game and the return game. Right now the Colts are the best defense in the NFL in terms of average starting field position for their opponent. Their opponent starts on average at the 24 yard line. The Titans are last in the NFL in yards per kickoff return at 17.3 so they'll have to find a way to break a few big returns and give themselves good field position against this excellent Colts defense. So that's something to watch for the Titans as well. And then on the offensive side of the ball, the Colts are the eighth best team in the NFL in terms of average starting field position starting at the 31-yard line. So the Titans will have to flip that on the Colts as well and get them to start further back, giving them longer fields to march. So those are my three keys to victory for the Titans. On offense, find consistency in the run game. On defense, play heavy zone coverage and bat balls down at the line of scrimmage. And then on special teams, find a way to win the field position battle against a Colts team that has been winning that fight all season but it is time for us to zoom in a little bit and take a look at some individual players that will need to step up for the Titans to come out victorious on Thursday night football but before we do that I want to tell you guys about Pepsi. This football season will be different and Pepsi is here to get you ready for game day no matter how you watch this season. For me, it's on the couch with three TVs and a 12-pack of Pepsi. Pepsi is the refreshment you need to power through game day and become a member of the League of Football Watchers. These passionate fans are the real generational talent that Pepsi fuels because Pepsi isn't made for those who play the game. It's made for those who watch it. Pepsi, made for football watching. Go to madeforfootballwatching.com to check out the latest football watching content from Pepsi. I can't lie to you guys. I just ordered DoorDash right now because between the never-ending laundry cycles, incoming emails, all of the podcast research, we've got plenty on our to-do list. So give yourself one less thing to worry about and let DoorDash take care of your next meal. You want Chinese? They want pizza. Someone's craving fro-yo. There's something for everyone on DoorDash. And continue supporting restaurants in your community safely. There are thousands of restaurants open for delivery on DoorDash that need your patronage now more than ever. You've counted on restaurants, now they're counting on you and while their dining rooms may be closed they're still open for delivery with DoorDash. The DoorDash app brings you the food you're craving right now right to your door. Our listeners can get $5 off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter code LOCKEDON. That's $5 off and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter code locked on. Don't forget that's code locked on for $5 off your first order with DoorDash. our first segment I went over the Titans keys to victory from a broad sense. Now let's zoom in a little bit and take a look at some individual players and some individual aspects of the game that will need to step up for the Titans and we are going to start on the offensive side of the ball and number one, Ryan Tannehill has to ball out. The Titans are going to have to find consistency in the ground game and get over 100 yards but that doesn't have to be some explosive, incredibly efficient day on the ground. The Titans just have to have enough of a threat on the ground for their play action to be effective. The Colts don't blitz third least 19% so they sit back they play in coverage you're not going to be able to take advantage of them because they're out of position due to a blitz the only way you're going to get the Colts out of position is with that play action threat that play action fake pulling the linebackers pulling the safeties they have a mediocre pass rush which helps for the Titans they're pretty much middle of the league in sacks and pressures, and quarterback knockdowns. So those sort of things, they have a mediocre pass rush. So I don't expect the Titans to be too fearful of their pass rush like they were against the Steelers or like they were against the Bears. Those were the two big-time defenses the Titans played in recent weeks. The Colts are different. They don't have those edge rushers. They don't have those pass rushers that are to be feared in that way. They're more of a collective unit in what they do. So that helps the Titans because they won't have to leave as many tight ends and running backs in to help in pass protection. So Tannehill is going to have to take advantage of the Colts' defense that plays downhill. They play zone defense a lot of the time. They keep their eyes on their quarterback. They look where he's looking. They fly to the football once the ball is thrown. And the only way that Tannehill is going to be able to have success is to take advantage of that aggressiveness. So in the play-action boot game, get those linebackers pulled up, hit over the middle to Jonu Smith. We'll talk about him more in a second. But also, Arthur Smith is going to have to help Ryan Tannehill in this way because they're going to have to flood zones with crossers. So put... Corey Davis or A.J. Brown in the slot, have them run a shallow crosser or a medium crosser over the field. On the other side of the field, where the crosser is heading, have somebody going out into the flat. Also have somebody running a deep comeback. You got to flood the zone against zone defenses. Another way to flood zones is when the Colts go to their cover four defense, you can run all streaks on that. And what's going to happen is if you have trips to one side of the field, the outside receiver is going to be taken up by the boundary cornerback. And then there's going to be that one safety in his quarter zone who has to decide between the outside slot running a streak or the inside slot, which is usually a tight end, think Anthony Ferkser, think Jonu Smith in here, on his vertical route over the middle. So the Titans have to stress the Colts' zone defenders by overloading and flooding their zones, and quite frankly, Ryan Tannehill is going to have to be able to take advantage when he finds those holes in the Colts' zone because they don't allow a lot of yards after the catch so the Titans will have to do most of their damage with air yards with the ball in the air rather than dumping it off short and having broken tackles because another aspect here is the Colts don't miss tackles. They're the least amount of missed tackles in the NFL at 27 missed tackles. To give you a vantage point here, the Titans have missed 54 tackles this year, and the worst team in the league, the Jets, have missed 91 tackles this year. So the the Colts aren't going to miss a lot of tackles, not going to give the Titans a lot of yards-after-catch ability. They're going to have to take advantage down the field against this Colts zone defense. And to do that, we're going to need Johnu Smith, who's been relatively quiet in the past three weeks despite that final scoring drive against the Bears, and Anthony Ferkser, who's going to need to take more of that Adam Humphreys role. We're going to need them to have success against the worst zone coverage and pass coverage defenders on the Colts' defense. And I think the Titans this week will need to go... Last week, I said the Titans needed to spread it out. They needed to get the Bears' nickel defense on the field. This week, the Titans need to go back to multiple tight end sets with Johnu and Ferkser and get the Colts' base defense on the field so they can have... Bobby O'Reke, Darius Leonard, and Anthony Walker on the field because Anthony Walker has a 53.6 coverage grade on the year per pro football focus. Bobby Okariki has a 52.8 coverage grade on the year per pro football focus. They've given up together over 300 yards after the catch. Kenny Moore, who is the Colts' slot cornerback, he's excellent in the run game. He's a physical defender, but the reality is He's given up 146 yards after the catch. He has a 55.7 coverage grade. The Titans need to find a way to attack Kenny Moore, Bobby Okereke, and Anthony Walker over the middle with their tight ends and keep the Colts in base defense. Then... The Titans' interior offensive line against DeForest Buckner, who is one of the best, probably top 5, top 10 interior defensive linemen in the NFL, has three sacks on the year, has an 86.3 overall grade per pro football focus, 7th among interior defensive linemen, he's 5th in run stops among interior defensive linemen with 19, and he'll be going up against Roger Saffold, Ben Jones, and Nate Davis. Nate Davis has allowed 14 pressures on the year with a 59.6 overall grade. Roger Saffold, 11 pressures on the year with a 72 overall grade. Ben Jones, 6 pressures on the year, 67.5 overall grade. So... What happens here is the the Titans need to find a way for that interior trio to prevent DeForest Bunkner from from completely ruining their offensive game plan. The defense is a little bit simpler here. The Colts don't have a great offense. Jeffrey Simmons... Who's been great and was had maybe his best game of the year last week, one AFC defensive player of the year. Daquan Jones, who also had his best game of the year last week against the Bears, need to continue that trend. And then Rashawn Evans and Jayon Brown, who had their worst week in run defense last week, 39.5 run defense grade for Jayon, 43.8 run defense grade for Rashawn Evans. They're going to have to be much better because remember, a key to the game for the Titans is is being able to stop the run and then get into their zone defense. So that'll be key for the Titans if those four middle defenders are able to succeed against the Colts' offensive line. And then... I expect to see a lot of Amani Hooker in this game as the Titans go with nickel and dime and think that with that interior four in their nickel and dime packages with extra defensive backs on the on the field, they can still stop the Colts' run defense, and this lets them be better in their zone defense that they want to play against this Colts' passing game. So I expect to see Amani Hooker at deep safety, which allows Kenny Vaccaro and Kevin Byard to come up and play closer to the line of scrimmage. I also expect to see a 4-3 alignment, a base defense. Defense alignment, But with Desmond King out as the slot cornerback, because of his physicality, like what Logan Ryan gave the Titans in previous years, the Titans can essentially play base defense, 4-3 defense, in their nickel package because of the physicality involved with Desmond King. So it'll be a big week for Amani Hooker, a big week for Desmond King, as I expect the Titans to use a ton of nickel and dime personnel against this Colts offense that loves to be in shotgun. And then the final thing I want to mention here is kind of an overall point, but it comes down to individual performances, but it's for everyone on the defense. The Titans have to tackle. The Colts really focus on dumping the ball off to their running backs in the flat. They really focus on hitting their tight ends and their wide receivers on short drag routes, on short over the middle routes, and then what they do is they break tackles. They they gain a couple extra yards. So the Titans are going to have to wrap up, they're going to have to tackle, they're going to have to gang tackle on those short underneath completions to make sure that the Colts don't find a way to consistently sustain drives by, you know, nickel and diamond the Titans down the field on those short underneath flips off to the tight end, off to the wide receiver, off to the running back. So that's going to do it for the individual portion of our game preview episode here for Thursday Night Football between the Titans and the Colts. We are going to go into our miscellaneous section and have a little crazy fun to end our show. We are going to talk the most recent injury report for both teams to start off, then get into the fantasy information, I'm going to tell you who I think you should start in daily fantasy, who's an option in season long, and my beautiful dark twisted fantasy preview, then tell you how I would bet this game if you like to make things a little interesting with your money when you watch football, tell you how I would bet the spread and the over-under for this game and keeping it plus 100, and then I will cap off the show with my score and game prediction. So a great way to end this game preview edition of the Locked on Titans podcast with a bang. Before we do that, going to give you a tip here on how you can finish out your day strong, and that is with Built Go. comes from the makers of the best protein bar ever in Built Bar. Built Go is a workout gel that combines with a collagen protein, so this workout gel comes in a 1.5-ounce package. It's easy to bring with you, whether it be in your briefcase, your golf bag, your backpack, or even in your pocket. Built Go is the best workout gel on the market it's like a five-hour energy but without the crash feeling like drinking a monster but with a third of the caffeine and it's all natural so it's better for your body comes in three delicious flavors peanut butter honey chocolate coconut chocolate mint and here's the thing it has a ton of other good stuff for you as well, including beta alanine, B3, honey, that kick of caffeine I mentioned, B6, B12, and that collagen protein that I mentioned increases joint, soft tissue, hair, and skin health. So the stuff literally makes you look better. Make sure that you visit builtgo.com and use promo code locked on. You'll get 20% off your next order. Once again, use promo code locked for 20% off at builtgo.com. Let's go. Let's have some fun and cap off this game recap. And I say let's have some fun, but the reality is we are going to start with maybe the least amount of fun out of these four different little miscellaneous items. And that is with the injury report, but mostly positive news for the Tennessee Titans. Wide receiver A.J. Brown was a full participant. On Wednesday, like he was on Tuesday. Same with Jadavian Clowney, who is a full participant on Wednesday and Tuesday and is ready to go. So both those players will play. Dane Cruikshank with his groin injury, did not participate any of the three days of practice this week and was actually placed on season ending IR for the Titans on Wednesday. Wide receiver Adam Humphreys, who suffered a concussion earlier in the year, will not be in this game. He was already declared out. Dennis Kelly, Titans starting right tackle, who did. did. Did not practice Tuesday or Monday, was a full participant on Wednesday. Same with special teams ace cornerback Chris Milton. He was a full participant on Wednesday as well. Guard Roger Saffold was a full participant both Tuesday and Wednesday and is good to go. But tight end Michael Pruitt, who would have been very important in this game, that I expect the Titans to use a lot of multiple tight ends? He did not participate at all this week and is out as well. Corey Davis was not injury related, but did not practice on Wednesday and Rest in peace to Corey Davis's older brother, Titus Davis, who passed away with cancer on Wednesday. It's an unfortunate situation, and whether or not Corey Davis plays on Thursday, I think at this time, does not matter. I just hope the best for him and his family through this difficult time. And then the final piece of news is Adoree Jackson, who did not practice on Wednesday, but was activated from IR, although he will not play in the game against the Colts, but that's a good sign that Adoree Jackson, Jackson, should be back for the game against the Ravens next week and then that second matchup for the Colts following that. From the Indianapolis Colts perspective they're pretty healthy. Linebacker Matt Adams did not practice in either of these games but he's not a um, a contributing player that they're going to need with Darius Leonard returning from injury. Mo Ali Cox at tight end was a full participant on Wednesday. He's listed as questionable but should be good to go. Jack Doyle however with a concussion will be out and Doyle is a very critical piece to the Colts' offense, so that's a big loss for them. They'll be relying on Trey Burton and Mo Cox at tight end, and neither of those players are as good as a blocker or as versatile as a tight end as Jack Doyle. And then the biggest injury news for the Colts is about wide receiver T.Y. Hilton, who's been nursing a groin injury, but he was a full participant all week and was taken off of the injury list, so he is going to be good to go for the game against the Titans. So that is going to do it for injury news. Some random, uh, you know, just tidbits here on the roster. Uh, The Titans did sign a brand new punter or bring a new punter up to the active roster. And that is Trevor Daniel, which is a surprise considering that Ryan Allen performed very well in the game last week at punter and has a history with being the holder for Goskowski. So quite a surprise that the Titans would go with Trevor Daniel, but apparently he outperformed Ryan Allen in practice this week. So the Titans will have a new punter for a third straight game. But let's get into the fantasy information surrounding this game and my beautiful dark twisted fantasy preview and in season long, I would not play. Ryan Tannehill if you have an option to stream someone else. The Colts are the best defense in the NFL at not allowing fantasy points to quarterbacks. Derrick Henry, you're starting him. Although the Colts have been great against running backs in season long, you have no choice. Derrick Henry is one of your stalwarts. And then you take a look at A.J. Brown. You're starting him. If you have Johnny Smith, you probably don't have a better option. I would not consider the Titans defense in this game. I wouldn't consider Goskowski in this game as I think it is going to be low scoring. So I I would go with Jonu Smith I would go with Derek Henry I would go with AJ Brown in season long and I would also consider Corey Davis to bounce back from his game last week zero for zero Going into daily fantasy here speaking of Corey Davis. I think Corey Davis is a good option because he's going to be matched up against Rocky Sin and Rocky Sin is the Colts boundary cornerback away from Xavier Rhodes and I think that he is the weakest link in their secondary and if they go man coverage if they if they go with what other teams have been doing to the Titans and go with man coverage then Corey Davis should be able to win one-on-one against Rocky Sin. So I think Corey Davis along with that possible potential to beat man coverage. I also think that the Titans will use him in the slot as a crosser over the middle, which is something I talked about the Titans attacking earlier. So Corey Davis at $5,100, the 38th most expensive wide receiver. I think he would be a good value pick for Daily Fantasy. And then Anthony Ferkser, $2,700. If you want to just stack your lineup with better options and maybe take a cheap option at tight end, I think Ferkser has the opportunity against Bobby Okariki against Anthony Walker because Darius Leonard, Kenny Moore will probably get that Jonu Smith assignment so that leaves Bobby Okariki, Anthony Walker, that other linebacker taking Anthony Ferkser, the Titans should attack there, he could have a pretty solid day, that's going to do it for the fantasy portion, not a lot to talk about here, the Colts have a very good fantasy defense not in terms of fantasy defense like start the Colts defense, but in terms of them limiting the fantasy points that other teams score against them let's move into the gambling information surrounding this game and keeping it plus 100. And the Titans are currently 2 point favorites in this game. I love that. I think the Titans do win this game by a field goal or more. So I love the Titans at minus 2. Also the over/unders currently set at 51 and a half. I think this game goes way under that. Way under that in my opinion. So I love the Titans at minus two. I love the under 51 and a half. If you could even tease those two together to get the Titans at plus four, get that pushed down to 45 and a half. I love that as well. Or sorry, get that pushed Up to 57.5, go under 57.5, go Titans plus four. That is found money right there. It's easy money. I love that all day. Let's move into my game and score prediction to cap off the show. And as I've been mentioning, I think it's a low-scoring game with... Uh, the offense, the Titans' offense should struggle against the Colts' defense. The Colts' offense should struggle just because they're not a great offense, and I think the Titans are rounding into form on defense to play a little bit better. So with that in mind, I think both offenses struggle in this game. I think it's low scoring. It's a Thursday night, so guys are still banged up. I'm going 21-17. Tennessee Titans. I think the Titans do win this game at home against the Colts. I think the Titans are a better team than the Colts despite the fact that the Colts defense is the best unit in this game. I think it will be low scoring. I think the Titans are able to get some points on the board and I think ultimately they do get a turnover that allows them to get an extra touchdown on a short field. The Titans win this game 21-17 to but that is going to do it for this game preview edition of the Locked on Titans podcast. A pivotal matchup Remember, I'm going to be back with you guys tomorrow to break down everything that took place in this game, a game recap to start off the show, tighten up and tighten down to go over individual performances, the good, the bad, and the ugly, and then on Friday because there isn't an AFC to recap. I'll give you guys a preview of the games to watch going forward into the weekend. So make sure that you're subscribed to the Locked On Titans podcast so you don't miss out on any of that. I've also put up a lot of good film breakdowns this week on Twitter, at Tic Tac Titans. Make sure that you check me out there and follow me there for that. And then next week on Monday, I'm going to be doing some fan service. We are going to have a Monday mailbag. Going to check in with the Locked On. Titans Fantasy Football League might also just do a little bit of a breakdown on where the Titans are in the season so a lot coming up on Monday. Tuesday, we'll dive into some of the coaches' tape with my Tic Tac Tuesday Tic Tac four-pack. Rewatch Wednesday, going over my additional schematic analysis. And Thursday, we will be back with a crossover Thursday conversation with Kevin Ostreicher from the Locked on Ravens podcast. You guys won't want to miss my reconvening with Kevin from the last time we smoked, which was in the playoffs last year I spoke with Kevin before that divisional round upset win by the Titans so make sure you don't miss any of the Monday through Friday content I will be pumping out on the locked on Titans podcast but that's gonna do it for me today folks as always I am your host Tyler Rowland and this was locked on Titans.